0: Providers within their niche, within their industry, so that they can attract the, all of those eyeballs that are looking for the different educational material to help them through their buying journey. And I think that's something that is incredibly prevalent right now and that is really a must for all businesses and certainly businesses in a B2B world to the point where we're even starting to see a huge increase in business to business e commerce.
1: Failure may be inevitable, but there are scientific values behind it. We've got to learn how to fail faster so we can learn smarter. Join me and let's uncover the hack behind failures. In these episodes, we'll get inside the minds of the successful, discuss the failures they've had in the past, and analyze what made them tick, so we all learn from it. Welcome to Set to Fail podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Indolos. Hey everybody, this is Joseph. You're listening to Set to Fail podcast, uh, where we analyze all sorts of failures, pain points, turning adversity into potential business opportunities. So we help enable aspiring entrepreneurs, you know, business professionals, business leaders, embrace failing forward, and hopefully they can execute smarter uh, with their day-to-day tasks. So it's a great pleasure for me to introduce our guest today. Lois Holzman um, is the Director of Business Development at Altitude Marketing. And at the same time, he is an entrepreneur, a principal at Quinn City Realty LLC. Welcome to the show, Lois.
0: Thanks, Joseph. Really appreciate you having me
1: on. Very excited to have you on this episode. Uh, so, you know, I have a, a a typical format of my podcast where, you know, we have a two-part uh, type of questions. The first one would be the, the basic failure insights questions and then also the industry questions. So to start, uh, maybe if you can tell our audience a little bit about her, the overview of your background as well as You know, Altitude Marketing, the current businesses that you're running, that will be a great start for us.
0: Sure. Uh, So I guess you could say uh, a little bit of an unconventional background as far as getting into marketing and and certainly real estate. I'm here in Pennsylvania in the United States and uh, initially going to college, went for sports medicine. Um, very hands-on and kind of learn-by-doing type of person, and so that was great for the formal schooling portion, uh, but quickly learned that that wasn't something I wanted to build a career out of and started looking into sales and marketing jobs, and so when you start to talk about failure, you know, in a way, you know, going to college and then realizing, man, this is not what I want to do, but that's what you graduate with, kind of puts you at the rock and a Hard Place, coming right out of okay. Well, what am I really gonna do here? Um, so, got involved with a, a startup technology company right out of college with some graduate students. I was actually the first employee there. You know, selling you know websites and software development, and that really took me uh, to really cut my teeth from an entrepreneurial standpoint and and really put myself out there in the local business community. Um, and in doing so, and that's how I ended up finding altitude um, about sixteen months or so into that startup. Uh, my partner and I that and I ended up bringing on during that time frame uh, 4x for that startups business and helped them get acquired by a larger firm down in Philadelphia. And in that time we expanded our personal circles of influence. And that's where I met the founder and CEO of Andrew Stanton at Altitude Marketing. Um, He was really not selling, or I should say really not buying what I was selling. Again, we were doing websites and then Altitude Marketing is a full service, integrated B2B marketing company. Uh, And so building best in class, world-class websites is part of what we do. And at the time I wanted to be able to help support their development team. And although, he, again, he wasn't buying what I was selling, he did see something in me and was uh, tossed me a, a piece of software business because Altitude doesn't develop software that, um, you know, we ended up winning and securing that business with that, that tech startup I had mentioned. And was very thankful for him for that, for kind of extending the olive branch a little bit in that regard. And so I went to thank him and he said, you know, I think there's some other opportunities we may have here together. And at the time I was thinking that was a referral relationship. Uh, and as the, the weeks went forward, I came to learn that he was looking to, you know, build out a sales team and, and was really looking to see if that was something I'd be interested in and in, in jumping on board and helping build out uh, with him. So that's kind of where uh, landed me at Altitude uh, and been there now for, for six years. And we've seen some really tremendous growth at the firm Uh, this year, we're gonna have another record year on top of a record year last year, growing in revenue, growing employees, growing in clients. Uh, And so very, very stable and supportive in in that role and in uh, that line of business.
1: That's awesome. Congratulations with the success. So, and I I do believe, uh, you know, part and parcel of, you know, uh, the success would be, you know, some of some of the failures you've experienced in the past. So uh, for the benefit of our listeners, you know, uh, a lot of these insights could really help um, provide uh, armor building, if you will, <laughs> to some sure. of our some of our listeners. Right. So maybe some of your significant failures or maybe, you know, challenges uh, that uh, you've overcame and then. Uh, what are the the key takeaways um you know while you're building the team you know uh trying to smash uh goals and things like that um can you can you elaborate a little bit more about that
0: Sure i um, mean I'm actually gonna take you back you know fifteen twenty years previous to that technology startup even probably call it the biggest failure, but also one of the greatest success that I can call back to, to where I am today. Um, In college, you know, thinking about sports medicine and not that not being my path that I needed to go down. I started with a network marketing company and and was selling nutritional products. Uh, And over the two years of doing that, kind of learning in a different way than your typical college setting. Uh, you know, still going to school, of course, but kind of doing that on my own time, certainly different than many of the other friends that I had at college, um, the failure that I would call it there is I really kind of just broke even on that, you know, business on that network marketing business. It wasn't a great success financially per se, Uh, but where it was successful was breaking me out of my comfort zone being able to see that there are other avenues, there are other places to to go and ways of doing, not just business, but in in life that you can make something of yourself. It opened me up to people and networking and public speaking, building teams, really my first foray into any type of sales role. Uh, And so that was the spark that I do attribute. Now, fast forward 15, 20 years later, Uh, What is happening in in my career now as I continue to grow, as continue to see, you know, other types of failures, and that could be, uh, you know, lost deals uh, that you just for whatever reason didn't come through the pipeline. Uh, It could be, you know, on the real estate side, underestimating how much it's going to take to renovate something and having to eat some costs over time, uh, you know, and, and lose some profit on, on a deal in, in that regard. So, uh, certainly can elaborate more if and as needed, but really that, that early failure in my late teens and early twenties is what I attribute a lot of the failing forward towards success, uh, here, uh, as I'm, you know, later in my career.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, you, you talked about, you know, some of uh, challenges about, uh, customers and, and buying journeys and all, right. So d- have you seen, uh, like, uh, a shift, uh, recently about, you know, the behaviors of, uh, folks that are starting to look out for solutions or let's say, you know, trying to, uh, understand their behavioral, uh, buying process recently. Was there a shift that's going on, uh, you know, talking about post-COVID and, and things like that? So.
0: I think the shift has been happening over the past five years, maybe even 10, but certainly the past five. And in particular, in the B2B market, the business-to-business market that Altitude operates in, um, that is really attributed to the Internet and to how buyers are, whether you are a B2B business or a B2C, a business to consumer business, direct to consumer, the internet is the holy grail, right? I mean, you are searching for information one way or another, and whether you are a B2B business or a B2C business, at the end of the day, you're finding that information on the internet and you still have some type of logical or emotional response to that content, that information that you find that helps really nurture said buying journey to be able to make an educated decision for the product or service that they may be purchasing. So over the past five years, really seeing the B2B audiences in the B2B industries double down on building inbound sustainability Uh, Mm -hmm. for web to lead sales funnels through their website, being experts, authorities, trustworthy providers within their niche, within their industry so that they can attract all of those eyeballs that are looking for the different educational material to help them through their buying journey. And I think that's something that is incredibly prevalent right now. And that is really a must for all businesses and certainly businesses in a B2B world to the point where we're even starting to see a huge increase in business to business e-commerce uh, yeah. purchasing. And that's a whole nother can of worms because that's not you know a buy now type of decision for the most part, like it is when you are buying a widget off of Amazon. So certainly the internet uh, and uh, the expertise, authority, and trust will continue to go back to that, that you need to be able to display and really own in your market and your niche is something that is absolutely critical and crucial for the success of uh, the buyer's journey and the buyer's funnel within these B2B niche audiences.
1: 100%, Um, you talked about like e-commerce. So, you know, uh, marketplaces are prevalent, like, you know, g2.com and um, Gartner, uh, peer insights i believe trust radius so you know a lot of these uh, buyers are starting to look into re- online reviews first before let's say you know subscribing to uh a SaaS product or or whatever have you so you know um definitely i i do believe there's uh it's an interesting shift of mindset it's it's becoming more of like an e-commerce uh, type of transaction, as opposed to the you know the traditional type of uh, solution selling. So, you know, on a flip side, we talked about B two C, right? So, you know, as as a real estate investor, uh, what insights can you share? You know, coming from some of the past uh, adversity, like you know the bubble that happened more than a decade ago. So. You you know, U.S. and at the same time Philippines. I'm from Philippines, by the way. um, Can learn, uh, prepare, predict, and hopefully anticipate any future catastrophic challenges that the economy may bring. Because there's a lot of you know fear mongerings going on out there uh, about you know the uh, upcoming recession and inflation and things like that. So maybe you know if there are some uh, some, some insights that you can share, uh, to our audience. That'll be a great help. uh,
0: Well, at least here in the United States, and I think it is a general global trend, we are seeing, uh, what I'll call renters nation home buying is still through the roof in a way, uh, with COVID, uh, that was incredibly, incredibly competitive market here in the United States with first-time home buyers, or even just people looking to upgrade into another another home. And the market was so, so crazy with low interest rates, uh, making the market flooded with a lot of uh, inventory, and then a ton of buyers because nobody was buying for that first year of COVID. And so it just all got slammed uh, over the past 18 months uh and prices were even a little inflated and a little i mean certainly were inflated we're starting to see that level out now particularly around you know the home buying Um, that definitely is due to some of the interest rates we're seeing highest interest rates now from the feds um at least since the mid 2000s uh and so uh, that is having an effect where there is less inventory on the market because the sellers are not necessarily going to sell uh, for the margin that they need to make, particularly because if you had half of a brain, you refinanced during, you know, COVID in the last two years or so when the interest rates were so incredibly low. And so, you know, holding makes a ton of sense but also just pricing out then the affordability for home buyers. And again, particularly first time home buyers with interest rates that really bumps the ability to purchase a home for what maybe was the same, you know, price two years ago at an interest rate of three and a half percent now at seven and a half percent, that is a significant, you know, cost that is taken into account. So Mm -hmm. that's what we see here in United States Uh, and and speaking towards the renter nation that really allows and and makes more people uh, want to rent for a longer period of time to try to wait until the interest rates drop. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Or even just in the simple fact of, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with uh, mowing the grass or Mm -hmm. with something breaking or with You know, some of the headaches that can come with owning a home, those costs, you know, people say you just throw money away renting to the landlord, but it really is a peace of mind and it gives you something, uh, flexibility, freedom. You can pick up and leave and not worry about it really almost at any time that you want. And that's something that you just can't do uh, with owning a house and certainly, uh, you know, whether it's fixed in the roof, whether it's insurance, whether it's property taxes, there's all these different you know fees if you will that are hidden behind home ownership that don't come out uh, necessarily in the sale price
1: right yeah it's um, somehow you know the same uh, in terms of what's happening in the Philippines where you know the interest rates are uh, skyrocketing and then, uh, due to, you know, gas prices and, and, and things like that, you know, um, and then you're, you're right. I agree. Uh, and hopefully the listeners can learn from it as well, where, you know, instead of, um, you know, taking out a mortgage loan or, or buying a house, I think it's more economic to do, uh, you know, d- renting would be a good, uh, good option, uh, And personally, I I have I have a few assets and uh, we're actually (laughs) thinking about, you know, uh, renting it. So uh, thank you. Thank you for that insight. Uh, We'll definitely (laughs) uh, discuss that with with my family. So um, and with regard to, you know, other, um, you know, other areas, uh, especially since being a, a people manager, uh, for a long time now, you know, from your perspective, um, Lois, how, how do you view, uh, career growth, uh, for you, for your teams and then, you know, like failure and learning from a positive and constructive lens? How how do you kind of, uh, you know, hone your teams, uh, to success?
0: Sure. Without failure, there is no change. There is no growth. uh, And you kind of just live in this comfortable, stagnant world, hopefully comfortable, at least in that regard. Uh, And so failure is huge. And you can take it from a small micro example within B2B marketing and pushing out digital ad campaigns. When we first start pushing that out for a client, we are testing, we are anticipating failure, and that is going to help us learn to be able to understand what is working and what do we really want to you know, spend our time and dollars on to drive the most effective results in the long term. And at the grander scale, particularly with teams, uh, at Altitude, we we really, really have doubled down on developing a high-performing, team, or 30 full time, we're mostly all located here in Pennsylvania, working together as an integrated holistic group. Uh, and with that, it requires communication and, and skill sets of varying different people and varying different styles. Uh, and so we need to be able to adapt to that and be able to change how we communicate effectively to drive a common goal forward for the company or for the client. It's again, not necessarily for, you know, ourselves and our own ego and and what the work is, but for the overall best end result from a career growth standpoint, you have to find something that is true to you, that you are happy in doing. I mean, sure your job or your business or whatever you know your that day to day may be, you might not like it 100% of the time or be having the most great day every single day, but finding something that you enjoy 70, 80% of the time, and you're working with a really great group of people that you enjoy mostly 100 of the time, uh, that's where you're going to see success for yourself and really find fulfillment and happiness in what you do. Uh, And I think that is really crucial because by surrounding yourself with activities that are fulfilling for you, as well as a team that can help push you and inspire you, that's going to allow you to grow into a different individual uh, than you were the previous year or years past, and help you break through some of those glass ceilings within your career uh, to really identify you know, where, where do I want to go? What does this mean for me? What type of impact do I want to have? Um, And again, that's going to be very, very different based on the communication styles and the type of individual that their dreams or goals have. And and there's really no right or wrong answer. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. Beautiful. I I love that. You know, being true to your, to what you want will, you know, make things come natural so yes 100% I agree and you know going back to altitude marketing in terms of you know you, you met you mentioned about campaign ads and and other programs what are you know some of the the challenges uh, the organization uh, solve uh, for for your customers so for example are, are you uh, optimizing? digital marketing, uh, data, social media, uh, lead generation for the benefit of our listeners so they can easily reach out to you.
0: Sure, yeah, Altitude is a strategic B2B marketing agency. We're an integrated full service marketing firm that leads with strategy, data and business goals to drive amazing results. Uh, Ultimately in that business to business realm, working with clients in the life sciences, enterprise software and established manufacturing and other technical industries are really some core focuses that uh, we serve. And from a services standpoint, um, we are full service, holistic. We are providing branding, web development, digital marketing, social media, trade show help, process automation, content marketing, SEO, graphic design, public relations, video creation, and more. And ultimately that allows us to help our clients build visibility and credibility in the market and ultimately drive qualified leads and nurture them over time. Again, many times a longer sales cycle in these niche technical regulated or compliant spaces that they're working in. Developing inbound sustainability particularly inbound lead generation and sustainability around that is something that we've been able to carve out and do for ourselves as, as a business and that we practice what we preach. So we are able to do that for our clients, again, to be able to really fight up into their niche in the marketplace, many of them outflanking and outsmarting the competition, uh, not outspending as they are not the 800-pound gorilla in their space.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming you you also work worldwide uh, clients, or is it we do? Mm -hmm.
0: We do we have clients uh, all over the world, Uh, I would say the bulk are certainly North American based. uh, But we have clients in Europe, in South America, uh, in a variety of places in Asia, uh, and really everywhere in between Africa. Uh, And so really being able to understand the nuances of these different geographical locations and then the messaging and the positioning to be able to not just only translate but be able to localize uh, the, the, the different language elements within the marketing tax that we're pushing forward are super important most of these global companies that we're working with they have different focuses in these different geographical areas and so uh it's not just a, a blast and spray type of mentality for their marketing strategy across the globe. It is a very pointed and deliberate strategy for these different geographical locations based on their product offering, you know, in that, uh, geographic locale, uh, or, or other factors that we may be, uh, trying to, uh, bring to light in, in those areas.
1: Awesome. And, you know, I'm assuming you've experienced a lot of uh, business case studies. Were there some, you know, challenging uh, uh, projects and with good reason, you were able to, you know, flip it around and become a success story? You know, um, that would be, a, a, you know, a good insight as well for, for our listeners.
0: Sure. And I'll, I'll give a, a COVID example. Uh, one of our clients is a manufacturer of cables and cords and wires uh, in the you know music industry. You know, plugging in amps and pedals and guitars and things. They, they, they make those cords that allow that to happen. And when we first engaged with them, and this was you know mid twenty, end of twenty twenty, maybe early twenty twenty one. They biggest thing on their minds was getting to the large industry trade show that happens every year. Who's who is there, and you gotta make a big splash every single year. And we hit adversity. That big trade show, it got pushed, as many, many trade shows did in, in you know the 2020, 2021 time. And so now we were spinning our wheels a little bit right, to be able to deliver results for this client that we weren't initially contracted for, and that we weren't initially preparing for, but we had to adapt. We had to uh, make uh, the best out of what we could to figure out what can we do to market this company outside of a trade show, to continue to build visibility so that when the trade show does get come along, I think it was pushed for six months, so that when it does come along, we can really not only make the most of the show itself, but have a lot of momentum going into the show, uh, from, you know, our marketing efforts, uh, that we kind of had to adapt, uh, with, you know, at, at the time. So fast forward now, you know, a year and some change, uh, they've been a great client. Not only did that show go really, really well, we sent some of our team out to California to meet them and to, to partake in the show. Uh, but we've also continued to be their, their marketing agency of record. And earlier, you know, a month or two ago, they signed on, uh, renewed their contract with us, and not just for one year, uh, but for two years, uh, because we were able to really prove the return on investment, uh, not just for Altitude, but for marketing as a whole, both for the trade shows and for uh, the other digital marketing initiatives that we're doing to raise their brand visibility, and a really crowded uh, and expensive space. Oh, nice.
1: For for maybe for some you know uh, providers, they could have just dropped you know the project and uh, just reconvene after COVID. But you know, I love that. I love the you know showing flexibility and adaptation is is something that's you know would uh, pay off uh, for the longer term engagement so yeah so in before i let you go um so in terms of um advice that you can give to someone who's just starting to build their team or maybe you know conceptualizing their business what 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 will be some of the uh the suggestions or, or the the learnings that you can uh you can share to them
0: First, for yourself, be unapologetically you. I think if you are authentic to that, it is really, really difficult for anything or anyone to stop you and get in your your way. There's going to be challenges. There's peaks and valleys in life, and that is just how it rolls. But how you handle the peaks is also how you handle the valleys. So keeping that in mind, uh, and again, being unapologetically you and authentic to yourself Will ensure that whether it's an initiative that you're pushing forward single handedly or you're working with a team, either uh, a manager or maybe you are managing and being able to communicate appropriately and effectively to build that common goal and common result. I think the second thing I would say is just listening. Listening more than speaking, being able Mm -hmm. to understand why, what. How, who, Um, these are different things that as you're building a team, again, whether you are the manager or you are managing, uh, being able to understand the needs of the individuals that you are working with and how your communication style will match to be able to build a common thread with each other and then be able to push that forward to be able to achieve that desired end result. I will be really, really key to the success of the project, of the organization, of the business, um, and then the third thing: do it. Just go out there, put yourself in, make sure you are getting the opportunities. Say yes, and make sure that you have uh, the the time for yourself to reflect on those activities that you may be taking on so that you're not overfilling your plate, but ultimately make sure that you're meeting new people. You are putting yourself out there to, uh, promote yourself, especially if you're starting a new business, nobody else is going to do that for you. Uh, and so uh, those are the three things that I would, I would hone in on.
1: That's awesome. I, I believe there's a lot of value that you guys can bring to the table, especially in, you know, helping organizations understand their unique selling points, you know, trying to expand their network, their outreach. So for the benefit of our, you know, audience, the listeners, where can they find you? Uh, like, you know, website, um, are you on LinkedIn? Are you on socials? So, um, you know, the teams can reach out.
0: Sure. Um, on, Pretty much all socials, it's my full name, Lewis Weicker Holzman. Uh, that's your Instagrams, your Facebooks, your LinkedIn, uh, Twitters, I don't really use too much of those. Certainly LinkedIn probably would be the best and most relevant here. Uh, the website, altitudemarketing.com. Uh, that's where you could find more information about Altitude, the full service B2B integrated marketing agency. And you can see not only myself, Within our team page, but also our full full time team of thirty that really makes the place run. Uh, and then from now, from there, uh, I would also call out AllentownYoungProfessionals.org, dot uh, and that's a nonprofit that I, along with some other friends, over the past six years have have founded to be able to give younger generation a voice and some messages here within uh, the local city that we live in, and so. Uh, those are some places that you could
1: you could find me. Awesome, and and to our listeners, we'll also include the links to the description so you can easily check out and re- inquire. So that's it for now, uh, Lois, Thank you so much for taking the time. You are a blessing to the world. You know, keep doing what you're doing, inspiring people as well as you know uh, helping uh, clients. So. Uh, to everyone, uh, you're listening to Set to Fail podcast. This is Joseph Indoulos. Um I look forward in the next episode. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks for having me, Joseph. Thank you, Lois. And there you have it. We hope you enjoyed and learned a lot in this episode. And if you did, please subscribe to YouTube, hit the notification bell, leave us a comment also reviews on spotify and apple podcast this would really help the show to continue creating more and more insightful content for us to learn together thank you very much have a great day